Like, think about if you were, like, just depressed, deeply depressed, and you were stuck living forever, bro. Like, what could be worse than being trapped in that? Literally, college was the first time where I got to, like, school, and I was like, right, everyone's cool. Like, I was told, like... (laughs) They're like those people, like don't really talk to those people. Oh, yeah, and then watch out for those people, and then they're weird, and they're that, and it's like everything revolved around church, and it seemed like life was church. Everybody's got a purpose, I believe, and maybe some people don't see it, and to some people it's a little less relevant, but I do think that everything or everyone is has a gift, you know, and it's just unlocking that and putting yourself around people that allow you to unlock that, I think. Is yeah. Dude, these could be these could be dual purpose, bro. These could be dual Ooh, purpose dual, as like a, you know you can wear gloves, but they also make like a really great de duster. De duster, like That's a good. like a microfiber towel. Yeah, like I'm like watching, like wow, wax on, wax off. My name is Mister Miyagi, the Grinch of Miyagi. The Grinch of Miyagi. <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to episode 31 of the Failure Podcast. We yeah. are here. With a very special guest, uh, Moses. Yes, sir. Is it, how, is it Turkov? Turkov. Damn, I'm That's good. the one, dude. Yeah. I've, you make it so easy on me. Uh, like most Russian names are Bro. like, what is it? Is it Russian? Yeah, yeah it's Russian. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't want to. Is that a thing? What? Like Russians, Ukrainians? You call oh, Russian, yeah. Ukraine? Well, be like, there's a war going on right now, but yeah, yeah. No, it's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, how'd you, how'd you scope out? Yeah, no, it's pretty. There. Okay, it depends. It depends. For me, I feel like a, such a douche right now. It makes no, absolutely don't. I'm like, don't, I'm like don't, not don't. not for you. I know you don't give a fuck. But everybody else watching this is gonna be like, "Are you for real, bro? Like, did you really just say that?" I don't know why I wasn't thinking about no, it. No, anyway, you're totally good. You're yeah, totally clear good. clear point. Yeah, most <laughs> most before we get into this this coffee, um, you know, we're doing things a little different. We are festive here at the Failure Podcast. Absolutely, we have to make sure that we celebrate everything, yep. including, you know, our ability to or our 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 freedom to dress like idiots mm-hmm. when we can like do it. Absolutely. Um, we encourage that stuff. Yes. But bro, you, you came on the podcast. Uh, I don't know. A few months ago, two was months it, ago, was it episode 20 August? I don't know. It was a while ago. Yeah. But yeah. you, you got some cool shit cooking right now. You, Thank you, you one, it's the second most viewed episode we have, which is really cool. Shout out to y'all. Bro. Yeah. You guys obviously loved it. That's so cool. we we have him back here and uh, you're doing some great things. you got some new songs coming mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. and you also, bro, are a school teacher, which is like my favorite blend. I feel like it's like that, <laughs> that I don't know what you want to call it. It's just like different. You don't hear yeah. about like, it's like kind of when you see like the teacher that the woman teacher, that's a, a OnlyFans star. Oh goodness. But like yeah. a male. Like you're like the, you're not an OnlyFans star, bro. You, you know, you I am not. I am you not. you just make music, so it's, it's just, like you're yeah. you know popular. But anyway, thank this you. This is a whole different direction. I'm happy to have you here, bro. Thank you, appreciate it. I am super stoked to be back here once again. Um, your, your the opportunity I had on here the first time was genuinely one of the most like exciting little I feel like steps. Um, even in my like music career, just being able to exercise that, you know, here, um, in obviously a different setting, it's not music, but it's just talking yeah. about it, you know? So that was amazing. Um, but yeah, really appreciate well, that. I mean, you of- earned it, bro. You got skills. Thank you. Thank like you. we found you because Carter, you right. you were teaching Carter. Shout out. Carter. And I had no idea, man. I'm just like, like the first time, like I listened to your shit, I remember sitting there and I was just like, this is not real. Like this is really good stuff. Like why, why is he a school teacher? Yeah, but yeah. you know, you obviously love what you do, which is cool. You like to make an impact on stuff. I mean, I've talked to you plenty of 
times now mm-hmm. and and had some really great conversations with you to kind of understand the person you are. And I, and I, I really respect you. I respect what you do. Thank you, and um, your conversations are always good, dude. You just, I love everything about all of your conversations or that we that we do have together. These Grinch hands are not going to work. I'm going to have Appreciate to take these off because I can't even check my notes. <laughs> but, you know, obviously we were talking about the difficulty in sobriety mm. because as you guys see, this episode is also sponsored by Dev's Coffee Bar now. Yes. Um, we're drinking coffee. I mean, I hope Moses... Drinks this beer, this beautiful Backwoods beer. Yeah. If you guys haven't heard, uh, Backwoods Brewing just opened a third location out in Hillsboro, and it is phenomenal, you guys. Awesome. Um, some of the, the the they have a loft up top on like a rooftop bar type oh, wow. thing, super which cool. is super sick. Yeah. And you know the dudes out there are great. We we talked to them a few months ago on one of our episodes. I don't remember. It was it was maybe a month ago, but. Mm-hmm. Um. The food is delicious. The drinks are delicious. Yeah, you guys need to go check it out Maybe. if you're local to Hillsboro. If not, Carson Pub, Portland Pub. <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna get over Sick. this. Bro. But you know, it sucks that I'm kind of a dumbass, and uh, you know, I, we were talking about how I kind of feel about. I'm like a three and a half, four weeks into this this journey of mine yeah. of of not drinking alcohol. Yeah, and it's it hasn't really been that hard, but I'm just so I'm like bummed in myself because I feel like I ruined it for myself mm-hmm. was what I was going to say, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is so frustrating because why can't we just have nice things? Right. You know, like, I don't know what part of, I like, I can't have any moderation in something mm-hmm. and I don't understand why I have to do that. I can't just like half send something. Yeah. It's just full send it every time. But, you know, it is what it is. Regardless. Yeah, I know. That's dude. That's a big that's a big step though to take. I feel like even even just the analysis and the realization is half the battle. I feel like we've said this somewhere before, but you know what I mean? Like realizing and admitting like, you know what? I think I need to need to take a little hiatus. Like even that in itself, in and of itself yeah. is already like half the battle. Just realizing like, yo. Yo, for sure, bro. There's something something needs to be adjusted here. You you have you have any vices that you have to deal with or that you like have ever had to scale back on? Yeah. Yeah, you, are you you like a you have a porn addiction or anything like that? It's not really with that. It's more just like attachment. <laughs> like it's more like it's more just in the sense of um like I, I'll build something in the future. Like I'll build like this ideology mm-hmm. and I'm like, this is the only way it's gonna happen. This happened to me when I was like 13 years old and it like really so you, can, so you get obsessive in the sense that you can only see one and one finish line right 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 essentially exactly it, it, when i was like 12 or 13 years old i like daydreamed and like created this like future for myself with this person that i was su- like super you know in love with i guess at the time sure I was being a 12 and 13 year old um and that i built like this whole like direction for, you know th- this path this trajectory for my life for the future and over time, I just realized, like, dude, I'm sacrificing so many good things to try to achieve this other thing that I don't even know is good. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if this is going to end well. And from all the signs that I was getting, this was not going to end well. But I'm sacrificing, like, relationships with friends, relationships with other people, relationships with my even family in certain ways. And I was, I was like, what in the, like, why am I doing this? Like, why am I giving away, giving up all these good things that I know I have right now for something that could potentially maybe be something good, but in the moment did not look good. And so I'll catch myself sometimes like that where I'll like set up like these scenarios or like this future, I'll build this future for myself. 
that's like not even real. Is that just with the relationships or is it just with everything you do, even with music? So you feel like with music, you got to be a little careful. with yeah, that? Absolutely, too. Because if because in the sense of I'll start to like expect certain things from myself. Mm-hmm. And then when I don't achieve those things, I start to like. Yeah, well, maybe I'm just, you know, not good at this. Maybe I just need a, maybe I just, you know, this or that or oh, like whatever, you know, yeah. this, this seems like it's not possible. You have to just have, you just have to be lucky or something, you know, like I'll kind of dig myself into that, but it's so important to just be like, dude, if, if, if it's, if all you have time for today is literally 10, 15 minutes, but at least you're giving that today, you're, you're getting, something. you're getting that much better. Do you, do you like, do you, cause you're, you're a pretty upbeat dude, man. Like you're a pretty positive guy. You kind of have a lot of your, you're, you're only 23 mm-hmm. too, which that is, is amazing. Your mindset and your ability to, to have the knowledge that you do at your age is, is super respectable. But do you ever have those moments where you like doubt yourself? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And how do you not let that consume you? Like how do you, how, I mean, We've talked about self-doubt before, mm-hmm, I feel mm-hmm. like. We've talked about, you know, negative self-talk. But how, like, we can all try and pretend like we don't ever have those freaking moments right, or no. whatever. And Absolutely. It's, you do. You know, you dude, you know what really actually, one of the, like, there was definitely backlash that came with music just in terms of, like, people were like, oh, you suck, this or that, like, it's, you're not actually good, whatever. Like, that was one thing for me. I was like, whatever. One Onla- thing that... Online? In person, more imp- like not even in person, but just like, like homies of homies will hit me up, be like, stop, stop saying you're not, you're not this, you're not Tory Lanez, you're not Justin Bieber, you're not this, like stop trying, like whatever, whatever. And it's just like to me, it's like, dude, I know that, like, I know that I have something going here. I know I'm not there yet, that's for sure. But I know I have something going here, and I know that if I work on this enough, I can really like be a lot better and better and better and become really great at some, at, mm-hmm. at this thing at music specifically. Um, and so like for me, when people would say those things, it was like, I didn't, I took it to heart for sure because it was like a negative, you know, a person saying something negative about you that you really like knew pretty well. But then at the same time, I kind of just kept rolling for, I kind of blocked those people out. What did challenge me in a big way was actually teaching because you walk into this classroom, you don't know who you are yet mm-hmm. as a teacher. I don't know who I am yet as a 23-year-old. Right. Mind you, I'm a teacher, and I walk into a classroom, and there's 28 students sitting in this class looking to you for directions. <laughs> and you're just like, okay, let's pretend like we know what we're doing here. Yeah. Let's, okay, try this thing. Oh, he just said, I don't know how to do my job, and I suck at this. Uh, okay, do I send him to the os- to the principal's office? Do I yell at him? Do I just take it and keep rolling like as if nothing happened? You know what I mean? And I had to play these scenarios out. Time and time and time again to realize, like, okay, if I don't say anything, he's just going to do that tomorrow. Right. If I go too far and, and like, just go out, go all out on him, that's not – everyone loses respect for you when you start to raise your voice and be excessive. Mm-hmm. And I never I, I never really respected people who did that anyway, so I was like, that's not an option. I'm not going to do that one. Uh, if I just send him out of class, he's just going to – he's like, oh, perfect. I, I can go out in the hallway. I don't have to be in here. You know, and so, like, I had to, like, recognize, like, okay, first of all, I had the biggest, like – um, what's that? When you doubt yourself, a syndrome or whatever, um, identity, identity. What is it? You know, what I'm uh, imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome. I had the biggest <clears throat> imposter syndrome in my first year of teaching. Weird. Because I don't know what I'm doing yet, and I have to put on like this face of like teacher. You're at least a leader or authority in the right. room. I have to put on that. And of course, over time, I realized like you don't have to have everything put together. 
like I'm talking to teachers who are 20 years in right now. They're like, dude, tomorrow, I don't even, we'll see what happens tomorrow, you know? And so you realize that over time, but as a first year teacher, like you haven't done this ever Mm -hmm. before and walking into this room, trying to like really run the show. It was, it was wild, dude. I would, I would, after leaving school, I was like, I'm just counting down the hours before I have to wake up again and just play this imposter again (sighs) every day. So what did you have, like, how did you get out of that, man? I mean, were you thinking of, because I think to me, I I find that I face similar types of challenges differently, different things, similar challenges, Mm -hmm. and I, or I have faced them throughout my life. And as my, as I go through more experiences and I'm I'm mature and, you know, I, I experience just different things in my life, Mm -hmm. I realize that there is. I, you just you just never know mm-hmm. what's going to happen, bro. Mm-hmm. And you could be sitting here one second and say that you have it figured out and you have all of these answers and you have all these ways out, but tomorrow you could wake up and lose that mental fortitude. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a death, uh, you know, like, or just like the power that is depression and anxiety mm-hmm. is is powerful. You know, so I think what I've learned is understanding that those moments will happen and identifying them. And the difference between me now and when I was, say, 23 Mm -hmm. is that I, I have, I've been through it and I made it out of it. So like now that I recognize it, I feel like I can crawl out of it. It doesn't make it any easier. No. You know, Mm -hmm. and I'm not saying I, I, I am right now or I have been, I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying those experiences that you go through, like that imposter syndrome thing, it's, 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 it's like weird how life puts you through these tests, Mm -hmm. man, these, Mm -hmm. these like challenges, because I find that it doesn't stop. Like everyone's like always wondering like, when are you going to stop? When am I going to get through this? It doesn't go away, bro. It just, you just kind of figure out how to adapt and how to, how to adjust to those things. And I think that's, that's one of my biggest powers, power, my, my biggest strengths as a, as a person is my ability to recognize what is going on in my life mm-hmm. and, a, and adapt. That's amazing. But yeah. imposter syndrome is scary, bro. It's wild. That's some weird shit. It really is. There's, there's been people too. I've talked to uh, doctors, like really, really wealthy doctors who he was like, said that he struggled with it. And, you know, like on a level of like, I don't know. It's, a, it's just hear, hearing like that, that feeling of not being comfortable in your own body mm-hmm. or feeling like things aren't real anymore yeah, yeah. because most people have it from success. Like when they do something successful, like mm-hmm. you get imposter syndrome from mm-hmm. say like you accomplish a goal and you're like, Whoa, like I, I didn't think I'd ever get here and I'm yeah, here now. Yeah. Like what, what is that? I almost wonder if you can get it from something like negative. Mm. You ever think about that? Like mm. if you could, if something so bad could happen to you that you'd be like, this oh, isn't real. I shouldn't be here. Dude, that's, hmm. you know, no, you know what that is? That's exactly, okay, that's uh, survivor's guilt. Historically really? speaking, oh. that's those guys who saw all their buddies blow up in World War II and they're like, why the hell am I alive? Uh, I, watched my, I watched my whole platoon die in front of me. Hmm. And for some reason, I, out of whatever, a hundred, a thousand, am still here. Why am I here? I couldn't imagine doing that, dude. No, absolutely not. Absolutely I could, not. I literally could not. I f- yeah, I feel like that's that flip side. That flip side is survivor's guilt. That flip side is, or just PTSD in general. Yeah. Where it's like. That's a good point. Out of everybody that's 
gone. Why do you, do you have any anything in life right now that you resent? Or are you a pretty forward thinker? Dude, there's always stuff I, like 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 what's and and what's the difference between resenting something mm. and regret? Mm. You know what I mean? Because I feel like to some extent, like the the definition or of, of regret. What's the defini- definition of regret, Carter? Like, like the actual. Can you look up the two definitions of resent and regret? Mm, actually, yeah, do that. Do I'm that. just curious what like the actual. Because I I could assume it's something along the lines of regret is. I don't actually. I don't freaking know, dude. Regret is more like you're looking back in the past and you're trying to um, take something back or like redo potentially something. Like you, you, you are, you are so unhappy with how something happened. You want to. You want to. You want to change it almost. I feel resent like is a feeling that you get from like a like a like, like a, a negative a experience. Negative, yeah, almost or a negative feeling. What you got? Regret is the emotion of wishing one had made a different decision okay. in the past because of the consequences of the decision one did make were unfavorable. Okay. okay. Regret is related to perceived opportunity. Okay. And then resent. Mm. You know, because you're looking back. That's the biggest part of regret right. is you're trying to. Dead. Silent. <laughs> I'm just so curious on it. Yeah. I got to know. Yeah. But do you do you have any, though? Vices in that sense, or just like just resentments, like anything that you look back on your life and you're like, <clears throat> like, do you think anything that's healthy, dude? Like, yeah, there's one, there's one, there's there's a couple. Yeah. Um. One of the biggest ones is, and I kind of come back to this from time to time with my with my parents, because okay, I grew up pretty like super religious. My parents moved literally to Washington because of a church that they found here, and, um. We got super involved in the church. My parents got super involved. Growing up, I was super involved in this church. Um, And just over time, I started to realize how, like, closed we became in the sense of, like, everything revolved around church. And it seemed like life was church. And so as I got older, time, like, year after year after year, it was like almost wrong to do anything outside of church. Mm. Like that's like a waste of time because church is obviously the priority and everything. Right. But the thing is one of the biggest like things that you're taught in church is to go out and to like spread the word, right? Spread this message. And it just never made sense to me why I grew up in this like just isolated church environment. Mm Mm-hmm even though we're taught to go out and spread the word, but we always just like, no, sure. Thursday night, you're going to church. Wednesday night, Bible study. Yeah. Friday night, youth group. You know what I mean? And it was just like, you never have a chance to even go out and like meet, you know, the people from outside of the church. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it was like... It's too close off of exactly, a box. Exactly, exactly. And this was one of the... And what I'm kind of getting to is I wasn't allowed to like play sports in middle school or high school because it was like, that's not really what we do. Because you're going to be taking time from these church activities and like, mm. you know what I mean? And so we want you to be focused more on church because that's more of a priority. But for me, it's like, you're like, do you know how much you can learn from being on a team? Like, do you know how much there is to grow as a person by being on a team with these different people? Yep. Learning how to share the ball, learning how to love when your, t- your teammate is being, a you know, a doofus. Learning how to understand or be patient or like all of those like 
fruits of the spirit as they're called in the church, you can exercise everywhere you go and you should be exercising everywhere you go. Right. And Mm -hmm. so it's just interesting. Like we were told like, no, it's only in church. But then it's like when it came to like interfacing with the outside world as we should. Right. Or as, as they were called to right in in the church specifically, it became like, it was like, nah, we're not going to like actually go out, you know? And so that's one of those things like specifically sports was one big thing, but just secondly, it was just like the box. Yeah. That was so, I, I like literally college was the first time where I got to like school and I was like, right, everyone's cool. Like I was told like <laughs> that they're, they're like those people, like don't really talk to those people. Oh yeah. And then watch out for those people. And then they're weird and they're that. And it's like, have y'all talked to these people? Like, Are, you know do you think like, a lot of, a lot of, uh, do you think that's a safety thing or like a, 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 a yeah. fear out of like, if we don't put, put ourselves in this box that we fear that they will fall out of like being uh, religion or faith. We feel that they're more likely to lose their faith with God. And so most churches or most, we'll just call it religions, yeah. want to stay within that circle. I think it's a lot of that. It's just like bad influence. That's kind of how they how they framed it. Like it's a bad influence. It's it's a, It's an external force and we don't know if it's, of the same beliefs as we are. So we don't even want to take that chance almost. But again, like one of the biggest beliefs is we should go out and, you know, call these people in almost, you know? And so it's just like, and and what's interesting though, too, is this isn't just religion. A lot of uh, cultural communities have this as well. I, Cause I, I had this with church, but I also had this with the Russian community. Yeah. It's very close. Not, I don't want to say very, but tends to be very clickified and closed we've, off. We've talked about way. this off camera before. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, and like the, the, the frown upon when you're, you're, you know, you're, you're veering out of the circle. It kind of makes you an outsider. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think that that is, that's, that's just ignorance in to some extent. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and lack, I think a lot of that is comfortability, bro. Yeah. People crave that comfortable, like circle the com- the community, the tight knit thing. So mm-hmm. I think half of that is probably one, whether it's you know your parents or an- anybody in that situation is not wanting to veer away from that that comfortable circle. Yeah. I've I've recently spoken with uh, or, or a lot of my family grew up Mormon. Mm-hmm. Okay, and recently, or all of my most of my mother's side of the family is Mormon, and. I know, I haven't spoken to her about it, but I know that one of my aunts was struggling with the faith mm-hmm. in that religion. Yeah. And I couldn't imagine, man, being, you know, following a religion your entire life mm-hmm. and being late 40s, early, you know, almost 50, we'll call it, and being like, wow, why? what did I miss? Mm. Because I put myself in this box. Yeah. I think it's such a shame, man. It's life is just like I feel like if I were to have a say, I don't know. I just it also like why would why would if if God is so great right, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and not if He is or you know I'm not a very religious sure yeah no, I don't totally. follow anything. Go, go I'm just for, yeah, I'm I'm spitballing here. Right, but like right, why right. would He want to put you in that box? Mm. Why would He not? You know. Like, I'm sure you look at it now and you're like, I was meant for this. Like, I was mm-hmm. meant to do this. And me Absolutely. being able to spread my message through music and yeah. the, my creativity and, you know, like, just spreading good in the world. Yeah. Like, I could I could totally understand that if you veered away from that religion, why, you know, why it would be disappointing 
the morals of that religion. Right. I'm sorry. Um, but that's a difficult one, man. It's like, but it's it's important to remember just like a lot of this. What's crazy is in religion, you have a lot of like groups. I don't know if this is necessarily where we wanted to go with this, but uh, you have a lot of these. I don't like, give a two shits. <laughs> this is what I find is interesting is where I want to go to it. You have a lot of like these. You have a lot of groups mm-hmm. that take stuff and make their own spin on it, and I feel like Truth. that's what happened. Where it wasn't like. Because the religion in and of itself is very loving, is very like out, out, like out reaching out right. and pulling people in. Like even if you just like read the texts and stuff and you mm-hmm. see like how Jesus walked or what he did and how he acted. Jews and Gentiles have always been, I mean, talk about the war right now. They've always been at odds with each other. But Jesus was very like cool with the Gentiles and was like, you know, bringing them in and like preaching to them and treating them well regardless. So it's like it seems like certain people like take concepts from the Bible, but then they like apply them in their own way. Mm-hmm. And they kind of manipulate it to kind of fit their like their little group, you yeah. know what I mean? Even though it's not necessarily what was actually ri- written or part of. This is the part that bothers me about religion. Is I feel like a lot of that is so financially driven. Mm. There's that's yeah. There, it's frustrating. I don't. It's very I'm not hating. Yeah. I'm not hating. I just I've had many many experience with with uh, you know religion in my lifetime and. And it's really sad, I feel like, because it's completely skewed my view and my ability to have any type of relationship with a creator of mm, whatever. The, mm. I, you know, I believe there is a creator. I just don't know what it is. But it's frustrating to me. Yeah. I've talked about this on the podcast once before, too. But I just, like, I can't get away from the fact that I feel like there's too much push to follow one right path or way. And I feel like the proper way that the if... Like it's almost like contradictory in some mm-hmm. senses, like creating your own path of, of and finding a way to spread a message of love, mm-hmm. passion, mm-hmm. you know, um, gratitude in the, within the world, hope. And, you know, I think like a, my my end to this last one was more or less a lot of people just come back to it because of they need something to rely on. And yeah. that fear of death, that fear of what happens when I die mm-hmm. A lot of people need that comfortability to be be stable and wake up and, you know, even Andrew, Andrew Huberman mm-hmm. talks about this. If, yeah. you, if you've watched a clip, he talks about this with Chris Chris Willicks and just how, you know, he started picking up a Bible and reading a Bible. And there was said, he said, his, his statement was that there's just certain things that I can't, I couldn't come to terms with it within mm-hmm. my life. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that was able to give me some sense of relief or some sense of comfortability was that was praying, Mm. you know, and and doing it multiple times a day. And, uh, which is weird coming from the number one, most popular, uh, neuroscientists in the the world. Like that goes, I mean, against a lot of things, but you know, that that's a testament to say that, you know, humans in general just need some type of, of, even 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 though there it may not be factual, a mm-hmm. lot of they need something to believe in. Yeah, and faith. And yeah, and it's hard not to do that. To speaking that to path. that financial point, I feel like a, you when you look at a lot of churches these days, and they're run like businesses. One hundred percent, bro. Like they're yeah. run like, hey, join our this, join our Facebook chat, join our uh, you know our uh, radio program, buy our merch, buy our you know what I mean, like subscribe to this little thing we run. Oh, we have a podcast, we have this, and it's like it's great because you're getting the message out there. But at what point does that become the face and the priority of the church? Mm-hmm. 
rather than serving the people that are coming there every single week. And that's where you run into these issues because traditionally, you know, classically speaking, the church was literally just a place people gathered, people read, people sang, people worshiped. They, you know, read these texts and they came to support and then they helped financially a lot of times. Mm -hmm. People would come there and they would receive financial help because they were, you know, coming from a place of need. Sure. That's what the church was like all about originally. And then just over time, you know, time goes by and by and by and by. And now it's kind of like, we're this dope place. We're this dope church that runs this cool thing. You should like subscribe to us. And you know what I mean? And like <laughs> pay your great dues. way to put it's it. The wild. subscribe method. Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. And it's Ugh. just, it's so interesting. Like any church you hear of th- these days, even if it has like a hundred members, yeah. some reason they have a YouTube channel, they have an Instagram page, they have this, they have that. And it's like, cool, you're staying networked and connected, but there's always that cash app. There's always that, you know, like mm-hmm. other thing that you like at help the end support. Of the, at the end of the video, it's like, oh, and just so you know, right. there's this link right here. Yeah, if yeah. you want to support, you can drive to Right. And then ten dollars a month or ten percent or whatever. And at that point, it's just like, are we focused on serving and helping these people, or are we trying to just like? Yeah, and I think I mean, there's there's an explanation. There's two sides of everything. I love to get somebody on who maybe runs, you know, maybe a pastor or something. Of course, like that. totally, hundred percent. I ain't hating. I'm not ignorant to know that there's probably a lot of shit that I don't understand or don't 100%. know behind the financials of it. I can yeah. just tell you as far as faith goes and uh, the message that has been spread to me. Um, I'm pretty black and white on how it's been approached. There, no, but there's the thing is, again, there's that small group. I don't know if it's small, but there is that group of people that literally like that's their whole career. That's the bread and butter of their career. It's like yeah. donate to us and Jesus will bless you. And it's like, whoa, where do we get that? Like, <laughs> I don't know where you got that from, but like it's literally like as blatant as like if you pay us money, God will repay you sevenfold. But like you need to donate now. And like it's like. <laughs> Feels like it's turning into an infomercial. <laughs> yeah, it's literally an infomercial. I'm like, what is, what is this? Where did you get this from? But yeah, yeah. So, either way, that was one of those things. Again, it's and I don't want to necessarily like go on religion. That wasn't really the tangent. That was just one example. But it's just like the box. I got so sick of 100%. the box. Whether it was cultural, religious, doesn't even matter. But it's just like I was so sick of like this is how everything is, and you need to stay in this little box. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have got my master's degree in teaching. I mm-hmm. wouldn't have. I would have become you know, uh, whatever, like a, a tradesman or something else and just ran that again, nothing wrong with that, but I would have pursued something that definitely wasn't my passion because I would just be so scared to veer from the box. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I think dude, you know what? Everybody's got their own, everybody's got a purpose, I believe Yeah. on this earth mm-hmm. and there's nothing that's going to get in the way with that way of that no yeah. religion, no, you know, no relationship, no mm-hmm. nothing. You know, money, nothing's going to get in the way of what that purpose is. And and maybe some people don't see it. And to some people, it's a little less, we'll just call it relevant or, or, or uh, you know, they can't, they have, find a hard time seeing that. But I do think that everything or everyone is, has a gift, you mm-hmm. know, and it's just unlocking that and putting yourself around people that allow you to unlock that, I think is also yeah. another thing. Dude, 100%. You know, like you had stated at the beginning of this, there's certain value and opportunity that you felt like came from that or just like unlocking the kind of like that little box for you. Yeah. And you know, that's another thing to, to, to another, another tangent we can go on, but just not saying like trying shit and doing mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. and being willing and open to put yourself in a vulnerable position or a scared, you know, something that you might be nervous about. Like yeah. you don't know what that holds at the end of that. Yeah. There's so much value 
that has come from every moment of uncomfortability that I have been in my oh entire my life. Like everything. 100%. 100%. But, uh, yeah. 100%, dude. Do you think money buys happiness? To a certain extent, absolutely. Yeah. I think so. Because the way I see like that whole question, because again, coming from music and coming from, you know, a family that wasn't, we weren't poor, but we weren't like wealthy. But I'm just seeing like the more money you have, the more opportunities open. And I love opportunities. You know, I, like when you have money, you have a lot more chances to try stuff. And yeah. I like trying stuff. That's one of my favorite <laughs> like things. like to do, do shit. I love trying stuff. Like yeah. even if I'm not good at it, I'm going to just try it, see how I like it. Not really my speed. Cool. Let's move on to the Same. other thing. But when you have money, you're just, you're able to like explore. You have the freedom to explore. Yeah. When you don't have money, you have, you can't, you can't explore you have a very limited amount of resources. You got to work with what you got. So do you think that that would be different? Uh, maybe maybe in your position or because you find that you want to go through certain experiences and you want to you experience things in life that you... Do you think that with that type of lifestyle that money does buy happiness for you? But do you think that applies to everybody? Oh, definitely not. No. I mean, again, if, to say money buys happiness is like... It's just, and obvi okay. Obviously, it doesn't like actually buy. Like it, it doesn't give. I think you, it does. You think so? Okay. I'm not disagreeing. With yeah, you. I'm playing devil's advocate. I just know. I know. So, um, so like, for you me, you can't it's go like, buy a happiness card that says "Bing, right, give me a million dollars." I oh, just I'm mean happy. Like, <laughs> I just mean like we can't. Um, everyone has a different thing that hap that brings happiness. Mm -hmm. You feel me? So like. For some people, quality time with their family literally brings them happiness, like myself. Like, thanks, that's why I was talking about Thanksgiving mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago. Yep. Like, that was like, that's like one of the highlights of my year every mm -hmm. year is going to Thanksgiving, spending time with my family, and just chop and shop for three whole days, you know, yeah. like, and spending that whole weekend. Like, that's like prime time. Like, that's like, you know, top tier, you, top tier happiness right there, 100%. Like, there's no moment on, in that weekend where I'm like, this is kind of dumb. I should I should head back. Like, never. It's always like, dude, this is amazing. And so that's like, obviously happiness. But in order for me to have that opportunity, I have to make sure my bills are paid. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. that's that's what I mean in that sense where it's like, if my, those responsibilities are taken care of and I'm now I'm able to experiment and try these other things and like, obviously go see my family is a huge part of that and be involved in the life of my niece, my nephew, my, you know, cousins and everything else. That's what gives me genuine joy and happiness. That's why I became a teacher is because when I was like 12 or 13, I started helping out with like kids actually at the church. Right. And I'm like, dude, this is cool. Like, this is so cool. Like being involved in like these youngins lives and just, I mean, I was like 13, they were like seven. And I'm like, this is kind of fun, you know, like you kind of like help them out. You like draw stuff, whatever, whatever you do things with them, do like a little craft. And so just over time, I'm like, this is literally like what I feel like I was put here for. Like, this mm -hmm. is this is why I'm here. I want to help these kids. I want to enjoy I because I genuinely enjoy this process. You chop shop with them, you, you know, make little jokes, whatever, encourage them, help them along their journey. Seeing that light bulb moment, it was like one of my favorite things. Like when, when I helped the kid realize something and then he understood the concept, I was like, this is it. Like, this is what I want to do. I want to help more kids have these light bulb moments where they learn something and you could track that progress and see it, you know, and you ready so, for this light bulb. So yeah, that's, that's okay. what I would say. I just feel like money can give you the opportunity to find your happiness. So my personal take on this, mm -hmm. and it kind of goes to what you were just saying, but money 
you cannot buy happiness. Mm -hmm. And the mistake most people make is relying on money to make them happy. Love now, it. you you can you can money can make you happy. Yeah, money can buy happiness, mm -hmm. but you cannot rely on it to make you happy. Mm. That's what okay. I was say. Okay. So, if you're already happy, yeah, and you know deep in deep inside mm -hmm. here that what you're doing is fulfilling, mm -hmm. you can a hundred percent add to that happiness. Yeah. With loads of cash. Yeah. And if you are happy from the get-go and you are driven to make money and money, you know, we'll just call it ignites that fire yeah. under, under yeah. you. Yeah. Of course it can make you happy, totally. bro. Totally. Of course. Yeah. But the mistake people make is relying on it mm -hmm. to make them happy. Right. That is the difference. I, yeah. And if you do that, the only thing that happens is anytime you rely on it to be your crutch, to be happy, you end up putting yourself in that box that yes, we were just talking about, bro. So good. So you, good. You put yourself in that box where it, that's the only thing that's going to mm -hmm. make you happy. Mm -hmm. And that's not true. Mm -hmm. That's not true. That's why it's such a, a weird thing to ask when yeah. people go like, does money buy happiness? Like I just asked you. Yeah, it's, yeah, like, yeah. it's like, yeah, I mean, it, of course it does to some extent. Right, you know? right, right. But people are just crutching it, bro. They're using it as like, a, that's that's the vision. That's the goal. Yeah. That's the only thing that I give a yeah. shit about is no. making money, no. bro. And it's it's not that. Yeah. It's the process, bro. Mm. It's the process. But dude, it's my take on it. That's so interesting because just like you said, it's crazy because money being like one of the most ultimate resources you can have, the ultimate resource you can have as a right. human, literally becomes a crutch when you rely on it like that. Mm-hmm. When you place it in that position, it becomes a crutch because we can't be ignorant enough to think that it's going to satisfy us when we have a whole history of humans. And mm -hmm. also even to this day, right, of people that had everything they ever wanted and end up, you know, either killing themselves or doing something crazy or whatever else. Right. Due to the fact that they were kind of looking for that fulfillment in something like money or into this car. OK, right. I'm going to get this car. I'm going to buy this house. That's when I'll be good. They buy the house to like. There's something there's okay, I need that other thing, right? And it's like there's the cycle of just like chasing this happiness. And so I feel like to your point, it's like you almost have to be happy before you have money in yeah. order for you to be happy. Really like experience that happiness. Or or experience money. some shit, bro. Right. That's that's my have favorite. Have the opposite. That's you know, my favorite. I, I think that understanding the value and the importance that, you know, when you're broke as fuck and you have negative whatever gun bazillion dollars and you're still happy. Yeah. And you could be happy in that moment. You're not going to be broke forever. Like, there's mm -hmm. just no way, bro. Mm -hmm. If you could be happy being broke, you're going to be way, <laughs> tremendously happy when you're rich, bro. Yeah. But going through that also gives you that value. It's just like anything. When you, you know, grass is always greener on the other side. Right. When you're on the bottom, you're wishing you're on the top. When you're on the top, you're like, oh, shit. It's kind of nice. I'm here. But, like. <laughs> What else is there? Right. Like, now what? No, no, no. You know yeah, what I mean? totally. You have that now what feeling. And there's, dude, and there's a lot of rappers these days and a lot of artists in general that are like, dude, it was kind of nice being unknown. You know? Yeah. Like, I wish I could just time out. I don't want to be Drake today. I, I don't. I don't want to go to the store and get recognized by everybody. I don't want to go to this thing and have to talk to a bunch of these people and have these paparazzis pull up on me. You know, like, you hear that all the time, too, where it's like yeah. people get to that point and it's like, there's no going back. 
at this point, they know who Jack Harlow is. They know who this person is. They know. Yeah, you're screwed now. Bro. Yeah, there's no going back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Unless you pull a Dave Chappelle and move to Ohio for 10 years and <laughs> not say anything. <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> there's always that one. But. You know what? I think I did make a mistake of early on within my entrepreneurial career mm. is is relying on money to make me happy. Mm. I really did, bro. And I never thought about the impact that it it had on my happiness because for some reason, dude, and when you experience like that, when you, ex- when you, when you, when you're going through that moment of like low yeah. of not having it. And I, th- I think I have f- FOMO almost a little bit. Okay. I always have like weird fear of missing out on mm-hmm. things because I'm like, Oh fuck. If I had a million dollars or I had this, same, like 100%. I could go do this, you know? Yeah. But yeah, man, that, I fucked me up for a little bit for sure. Do you feel like when you when you wanted money, was it the I, I wanna have that house, I wanna have that car? Was it like that that you were saying that you you allowed to dictate your life a little bit or kind of yeah. to dominate your mind? Was it like I wanted the stuff that came with money? I uh, I just want the comfortability. Okay. I craved the comfortability. So like the ability to which I still want that. Right. You know, that's still a huge motivator for me, which is just financial freedom. Um, you know, uh, the past like five years of my life, six years of my life since we started this has always been like, it's a constant like wondering of, you know, where the finances Dude, are at. Totally. And I feel like that's a, that's a lot of people, bro. It's Absolutely. everybody. Like <laughs> even to this day, like people look at me like I have a multi-million dollar company mm-hmm. and I still yeah. worry about that shit yeah. every day. It yeah. does not go away. Mm-hmm. And like saying that sounds hella weird, mm-hmm. bro, because you think like you have this vision of like, yo, when I get to there, is this what it looks like? When I get to here, that is this what it looks like? So that's why I always go back to just this like you can't rely on it. You mm-hmm. can't like I can't. I realized that I just can't hold on to that, man. Yeah. You got to you got to like try other shit and and find happiness in other ways because there's there's never going to be this this golden ticket that just states like you know money it's all gonna be free m- dude money disappears too fast for you to just hold on to it mm-hmm. like money moves too often it changes too fast for you to hold on to it for you to think that it'll just be there yeah you know but like it. yeah <laughs> the people that you surround yourself with though for sure you know what I mean? yeah i think i think friendships are are something that i'm finding that i need more of in my mm-hmm. life i need to count on my friends more for just, you know, anything. Just, like, checking in, bro. Yeah. Like, like being a homie. And, you know, like, I, th- I just think that that's, there's, that, that, that is, and watching your friends become successful, too. Like, watching people grow. Like, I sent out that, that, I don't know what it was, who, who's talking about that? Or there, or there was a quote that was, like, you know, watching your, when, right, right, right. When you're more excited to see your homies be successful than when you are. Yeah. And I think there's, there's something to that, bro, because. Yeah. You, if you give a shit more about what other people being successful, that's, that stuff's gonna come mm-hmm. to you anyway. Right. It's it's a certain level of gratitude. I feel like that just speaks to the kind of person you are, though, man. Like, there's not. I feel like <coughs> a lot of people would play the. I feel like even for me, mm-hmm. the first instinct that comes to mind when I see my friend post something, like my friend has a online, um, like a marketing agency, essentially, yeah. and he'll post his numbers sometimes. Not like I made this much, but like, hey, we just helped this company reach. A two hundred thousand dollar month for the first time, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm sitting there like, damn, that's like, okay, 
doing the math right? He's taking like this much. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're like, like, let's I'm go. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so my first thing is like, damn, bro, when am I gonna like? What, what, when's my? You know, like, like, how can I like do that? But then at the same time, I'm like, dude, good for you, bro. I'm so stoked. And mm-hmm. so like, my first thought is always like. Damn, that's crazy, you know. But then you're after a, that, it's you're like, you're motivated by it, though. I am. You're not. You don't. You don't look at it like a, like a. For a for a split second, there is that. For yeah. a split second, there is that, and then I'm like, nope, put that in check. <laughs> this is my homie. I love this guy, and I want nothing but the best for him. Uh, because back in the day, when he was telling me, he's like, dude, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have this agency, bro, and I'm gonna be making this much and this, this, and that. I'm like, yeah. bro, stop it. Be realistic. You need to go to school, you know. And we were like 18, 19 at the time. And obviously, like, that was what I was told my whole <laughs> life is like, online business, you're going to make hundreds of thousands. What is this? Right. What, what kind of corruption? What kind of scam is this, you know? And I, and know, I was man. the guy that was like, bro, you got you to gotta be realistic. Like, this is not going to happen. Like, da da da. And now he's doing it. And, and so I'm like, and every time, like, me and him are butts, blood brothers. Like, sure. you know, and so every time I go to Florida, we, we hang out. He's coming here for New Year's and stuff. And so, but it's just like, you see that and you're like, bro, that's what's up. Like for a split second, I'd, I would have that. And then I'd be like, no, I'm so happy. I'm mm-hmm. so grateful. And I'm so glad for you that you kept going. Even when people like me, your best friends were like, is, you should. Is it jealousy a little bit? There was a little bit for sure. For yeah. a while. Like it was just I, like, I, I get jealous. Yeah. Yeah, totally. But not, not in a, that's what I mean. There's a difference. Mm-hmm. I feel like some people are, have that mindset of like, uh, uh, like when your buddy does something real cool. Mm-hmm. First thing that pops in your mind, like, what can it be me? Yeah, you yeah, know? and that's that's hard to look away from. But yeah. also at the same time, like, I think it's good to surround yourself with people that you have those feelings with. True, because it's a motivator. A hundred percent. And you can either be motivated by that type of stuff, or you could be like a sour ass. Yeah, you resentful. Know? And that resent is is fucking lame. There it is. There's that word again. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever I figure out what say. that what the definition of that is? Dude, I feel so weird without a beard. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, bro. It's crazy. I feel naked. No and shame, I'm November. actually in a Santa Claus suit. <laughs> and I like like white as shit. You know, this double chin thing going on, dude. <clears throat> it's to feel angry angry or bitterness because you have been forced to accept something or some or to accept someone or something that you do not so like. So it's like bitterness. Bitter. It's bitter. That's bitter. what I that's yeah. what I would yeah. That's it. I gotta take this hat off and buck my ears. I got you. I'm kinda rocking mine for now. You're, you're good. I might need to take I'm, it off though. I'm struggling over here. I, I I did the I did the 2008 JB or the 2011 JB. You, you know where great. he used to wear like the he used to wear the hat like on the back of his head. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And just go straight up. Like oh, I know what you're talking about. You feel me? Bro, I went to the dentist today for the first time in like 15 years. Damn, 15? Maybe more. Wild. My mom's a dental hygienist. You should have asked. They would have given you a free little card to go there, dude. You know what I spent today on my teeth for 125 my appointment. I spent three G's on my teeth today. Hold up, just so they they went in and did everything, or no? Hold I up, I haven't done it yet. Yeah. What's three G? What are you? Hey, t- is my? Bro, I think of the. Right, I think my right ear is plugged still. Plugged. <laughs> I'm like trying to listen to this, and that's why I took the hat off because I felt like my right ear uh, was like covered, but I can't hear out of my right. I'll explain that in a minute too. But yeah, weird. okay. Three G's. Mm-hmm. Wait, hold on. so for just a checkup? No, bro, I got some fucked up teeth. So you got some te- some work done? No, or I'm scheduled. Going to. I scheduled okay. it. Wow. So what happened was I had a uh, one, I had this like filling in the my back of my molars that fell out years ago. Goodness gracious. And I fucking hate the dentist, bro. Okay. Okay. Like I don't like people in my mouth. Yeah. I hate the grinding noise. 
that the thing makes and the mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right. I do. I makes my skin. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah do yeah, a little yeah. turtle and shell thing. <laughs> yeah. And uh, anyway, bro. Yeah, I I had this. There's really fucked up scenario happen when I was a kid where like this, the 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 hygienist or whatever, dude doctor guy, was like, bro. This guy, like, when they went to, like, give you the shot mm. thing in your yeah, cheek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this motherfucker. Anesthesia. Like, yeah, no, he's, he's, like, got this this thing. He's, like, throwing it in my mouth, and he's, like, wheeling my cheek like this. He's, like. Uh, with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it in there? Is it in there? I'm, like, like crying, uh, you know, as a kid. But, like, I, I will never forget just, like, the lack of, like, I don't know. Awareness. And there's When you go to the dentist, bro, when you're a kid, like, you got to be careful. Yes, like, you got to be. Very. No, I'm and I'm not a bitch. Like I wasn't like a little bitch kid where I whined about everything. But like this guy was like traumatizing me, bro. Crazy. Like, he did not have any sort of gentleness to his approach. Yikes! He's just like, just go get in there. Yeah. And that yeah, you can't do that. And so I haven't been to the dentist in 15 years. Thanks, you asshole. <laughs> and uh, I went today. Anyway, I got this whole dealio. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm like having this interaction with them. She's like, so one we could do one side for you. Um, it'll probably take about an hour and a half, and we recommend doing probably one in a day, and then coming back in a few days a and doing filling? the other one. Just like a regular filling. No, then we do a root canal. Oh, okay. I need so two root one. canals. A, yeah, those are and expensive. a crown, yeah. and then I have like eight cavities. Tough, big one. Um, yeah, big. I don't drink coffee or anything. Yeah, you would never know. Yeah, or candy. <laughs> I like candy. Um, but yeah. So I've been dealing with this thing for a while, bro. And she was like, "I was like, can you just do them both in one day?" Mm. Like she's like. Are you sure? Like gave me the look. She's like, are you yeah, sure? Yeah. I'm like, listen, I want this shit. I do not want to come back here ever again. <laughs> Two root canals. So that's <laughs> like, crazy. I ended up finding out, though, that I have this uh, sinus infection. So last While episode, they were doing it? Yeah, dude. She like did this x-ray thing, and she could see my sinuses and like how full they were. What? And the shit was like full like of, I don't know what you would call it. Probably shit. Mucus? Yeah, that's why I sound like a goon. Because I think, I don't know. She gave me some antibiotics and shit for it. But Wild. Yeah, you like the dentist? Two birds with one stone. Your mom's a hygienist. I must still have don't teeth. like the dentist. I tried to. I tried to. They paid for my braces when I was growing up. So I was like, at least I could do is wear my retainer. Yeah, I never had braces. Yeah, but I mean, it just in general, like, yeah. I, it's like... If it's in the family, I gotta I gotta play the part. I can't let my teeth get out I, of control. I, my aunt was a hygienist when I was younger. But really, she was just like, I just hated it. I just don't like people in my mouth. I don't like anything like. Ugh. You know, fl- do you floss? Yeah, I try flossing to. is super important. That and I I like the plackers. Plackers, well, this thing, yeah, that's the only way you I know. floss nowadays. I, I used like, to do the nah 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 nah. That, that shit, they should just freaking throw that shit. Literally, away. literally, that since those plackers came out, I I don't think I've ever used a in my life again. Bro, it's the best. Mm-hmm. So yeah. a few weeks, I might come on. I'm, I'm thinking about doing a podcast after it because I think it'd be funny to talk with my mouth all like fucked up. <laughs> <You're> just numb. <laughs> just like make a few videos. Wait, <laughs> looking like a chipmunk. When did you get your? So you just scheduled it. You yeah, just it's on the tenth of, of January. Of January, okay. Yeah, so a month and a half, or a month or so. Yeah, yeah, dude. Rough. Yeah, no. Root canals are are pretty legit. Have you had one? I've never had one, mm, but I've heard I'm they're excited. pretty legit. Because root canals, they go to your root, so they, they drill. basically like take the root out, out. from my knowledge. Yeah. Is what she said, and then they like fill it all up with a bunch of shit. Yeah, the then they crown fill. it or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, I got you. I got you. I asked him. I was like, so what are you gonna do? <laughs> You know, like, you know, she's like, we're going to go in there and grind this thing out. And I was just like, oh. yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Gross. Wild, dude. If you could live forever, 
Would you? That's a crazy question. I stole this question from Miguel's podcast last week. Really? Yesterday. Yeah. Nah. I didn't get to see any of the responses, but like, I'm curious. If you I heard the could last part live of it. Forever, would you? Yeah. Dude, as a history teacher, I think I would. Yeah. I'm fascinated by just change. Like going from, bro, especially like going from like the 1700s, even like, dude, even like the late 1800s where we're still pushing carts around with horses, even in the early 1900s, we're still pushing carts around with horses and now we have autonomous vehicles. Do you think that things would hold the same weight though? The same value if you knew you were going to live forever? Would you give a shit about things? Probably not as much, like, but like what would hold you back from just being like, mm. you know, no, you know, what would give me purpose is what I do right now. Warning people who are living right now, who are going to die about what they're going to miss out on if they don't take advantage of the moments that they have. True. You feel me? Like, dude, if I live forever, I'd be like, bro, y'all saw the cycle of problematic behavior that this society had and then that society couldn't figure it out so this society did the same thing that society did and they just fell oh and then this one that just started is gonna fall in a hundred years if you don't learn from that mistake that those 17 other societies didn't learn from like i would just i just feel like i'd be like that an old annoying seer that just like You're travels just like the, the earth and the it's just all like knows, all all seeing you know guy the the guy that lives forever is a history teacher and he just teaches and you I about just teach how, you like bro like you better fucking remember this shit learn you, like in 20 2024 <laughs> fucking all damn humanity blew each other up with yeah. nukes and we were all screwed you, yeah. i stayed alive yeah because i'm immortal but y'all messed up okay yeah i had to wait another freaking two thousand years for all you dang neanderthals to figure <laughs> it out the thing is though the thing is though that gives you ultimate power though yeah. So that would be very dangerous. I don't know. Very I, dangerous. I feel like, dude, I just love life, bro. Same, dude. I love it. I love it so much. Like, I don't just like, even the shittiest of experiences, like, I just, like, I don't know. I just, I I've, I definitely have, have had that thought about what it would be like if I did die. But, like, and I've definitely had some really, you know, stupid things, sure. thoughts before. But, like. When all comes down to it, you know, like I just really, I just love life, bro. Yeah. Like there's too much to see. Dude. I feel like, dude, I just like, I, and I feel so like, like I haven't even touched it. Yeah. Same. Like I'm, I'm 31, bro. And I feel like I haven't seen shit. Yeah. Yeah. Which I know I haven't, but like every day that goes on and I'm just like not doing something new or trying something. I'm like, man, like. I'm not going to wait till I'm like 75 to try all this shit. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, feel I don't that. know, bro. I, I have the same thought. I, I do feel like that things would lose. It's, it's almost though, like, could you imagine if you did live forever though? And like, there's almost nothing, no worse thought than being trapped in, in living forever. If you didn't want to live Oh, well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, think about if you were, like, just depressed. Like, deeply depressed. And you were stuck living forever, bro. Like, what could be worse than yeah. being trapped in that? It's almost like hell. Mm -hmm. Like, that it could be, like, yeah. a good definition absolutely. of hell. Is, like, being stuck in that 
Depression. Yeah. Forever. That's crazy, though. You ever thought about that? <laughs> like, life is your death. Yeah. You feel me? Like, that's a creepy feeling. Like, life is the worst possible. Like, what's the worst thing of death, right? Like, in our, like, day and age, they're like, you know what I mean? Like, the, one of the worst things that, the worst thing that comes to mind is like a death. Mm-hmm. And it's like, imagine you flip those two. Mm-hmm. Because you can't forever. die and you're living forever. It's like, death seems like the only out. I don't know, man. That's a tough one, though, dude. It's just so. Out I'm trying to there. think of something worse, though. Worse than. Worse than that. Worse than hating. I mean, obviously, life. like 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 the death of my children probably would be worse than having to live with that forever and watching my kids die. That would that would be really bad. Like if uh, I don't think there's anything worse than that. But yeah, like as far as like a hell, like what would that look? What would that look like for you? Like think about that. If you're immortal. Dude, what like what could be worse? Mm-hmm. Talk about regret. I feel like <clears throat> screwing so many things up that you just regret everything. Why are you single, bro? <laughs> Why don't you have a girlfriend? <laughs> Here we are talking about eternal life. And now we just straight to that one. Are you gonna drink one of these? I, I I genuinely feel like a like a douche if I were to drink. Fucking that. drink. No, it. no, I'm serious. Because bro, we're like in this, we're all in this together. You feel this? No, I, I just, I'm going to be upset. The disrespect, if though. You don't, you're is not like, disrespecting <laughs> me, even remotely. Can I have a rock star? Yeah. Yeah, Carl, give you me sure? a rock star. Yeah, drink. Okay, okay, the cup. I'm just saying. They're for you. Okay, I, I will, but I just. You know what I would hate? Make sure. What I would hate more is if my friends stop having fun because I can't control my own shit or I can't figure my own shit out. That would disappoint me more. Mm, oh. You ever think about fair that? Fair point. Fair point. Like, I'm, I'm good. I. I can control myself. That doesn't give me any urge. Thank you. You're amazing. Okay. I want you to enjoy it because they're for you. And those are really good if you have not had one. These are good. Did you drink one of those? Yes. The s'mores ones, I never got to try. I don't know if I've tried that one. I. You all. That one is a little more IPA. I've tried this one. I'm not big on IPAs. That's fine. You like these two then, dude? Okay, single bro. Check this out, man. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers, bro. Um. I just had. I just want to let you guys know how unhealthy I am right now. I just had six shots of coffee, and now I'm gonna drink a fucking rock star. <laughs> bro, caffeine is amazing. I love. I don't feel shit. Is the worst part. Like I feel nothing, bro. That's crazy. It is bad. That's next level. Uh-huh. Skills. Six. <laughs> uh, bro, the single one, man. Check this out. Okay, I've had a negative experience. In when the you were past. <laughs> <laughs> After that, I was like, "That's it. It's over. He's like, I'm, I'm done. by myself. <laughs> Never again. Screw this. No, yeah. Um, no, recently, like two years ago. Yeah. And I felt like she cheat on you. No, 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 no. Just you, you, you just, just bad. It was just not the right fit. Very di- just. Very different perspectives on so many different things. She was focused on more just like. Just her kind of, um, I feel no, let's just say this she was still figuring out who she was, sure, didn't know which direction she kind of wanted to go. Mm. I had kind of already, I was already in my program and I was like already kind of like having a a structure for the future. And when it, you know, when when we tried to like align like our futures together, it was just like non compatible, it was just like not gonna, you know, it wasn't gonna work. And so 
that was one of the things that really like made me go on this like pondering journey of like what is it that i'm actually looking for in a relationship you know what i mean like what am i what what is the purpose of this relationship because i feel like there's a lot of just like dating just to date type stuff mm-hmm. that's going around especially like in high school and middle school that's like whatever that's like you know you're 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 dealing you're trying to figure out how to deal with a person of the you know of the opposite gender yeah and like you're do it. you're figuring shit out right you're just figuring there's a things certain, out there's a certain moment, point of your life with relationships that that a lot of it just is, is experiment 100 and figuring out how to freaking you know live live yes <laughs> go ahead sorry i'm just fucking around. make life yep happen um <laughs> but <laughs> um but uh i love the subtle pause after that make life <laughs> happen <laughs> but um no, so, and so for me, it's just like, I, I, I'm not big on just like dating someone to date someone. Yeah. Cause like, like I was saying earlier, I, I like when I'm dating someone, I want to build something with them. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I really actually want to build something with that person cause I'm intentional with it. I've really thought about it. I really want to try this, you know? Um, and of course you don't get to know somebody unless you really kind of do that. You know what I mean? Um, but for me, it was just like, I'm still kind of, first of all, in a place where I want to have a couple more boxes checked before I really, you know what I mean? Get involved with someone else. So you don't, someone else's ne- you're life. not necessarily making yourself available. Not. Yeah, I guess. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm not out here. Like do not, you yeah, know, talk to me like, absolutely me. not. No, but I'm not going to like go like try to, you know, hit up a bunch of people. I think that's like, such hey, good hey, advice hey, though. Bro. Hey, you know, what, you up to? what are you doing? What are you like? One of the biggest, one of my, Things I don't like the most is guys who play a bunch of people on. Mm-hmm. Playboys. Yeah. Don't like those people. And yeah. I never wanted to be that guy. Mm. I'm very much like this. Intentional per- with yes, one person. Yeah. I'm very intentional. I'm like, yo, if this is the person, that's it. I'm only talking to this person. I'm not going to try to see. I'm not trying to hit up six different people and be like, oh, which one do I like the most out of this? No. It's like, I like this person. Mm-hmm. I want to go for them. There's a reason why I want to go for this person specifically. I've already considered the options somewhat. Yeah. And so based on my knowledge, this is probably the person I want to go with. So let's I feel it. like there's this weird like social thing now, which I've been out of, out of the you know, dating game for some time now. Sure. But from my knowledge, like like people want to have 10 you know, girls. Yeah. And girls want to have like 10 dudes. Yeah. Yeah. And there's this whole thing about like experimenting and just like trying to like figure out what fits, you know? So it's almost become socially acceptable, I think, to be a, a, a playboy or a playgirl, you 100%. know what I mean? But I, I love the take on yours because I feel like it's, or like your approach with that because I feel like it puts, you you kind of attract what you want where or you put out what you want. Yeah. You know, and if you want somebody to have that same respect for you, yeah. then you're going to put that out. And I feel like the reason people are all fucking single all the time now and people have such horrible relationship problems is because they are intentional with it yeah. in the sense of like, yeah, I'm just going to go have fun and yeah. I'm going to go no. do this. I'm yeah. going to blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, that is it's it's cool to do that. But be intentional with your yeah. with your people. Don't don't. I don't know. I, I also like talking to 10 people at one time seems exhausting a hundred percent like none of that seems even feasible Mm -mm. stupid that's so that's like 
that's where I'm coming from is like, first of all, I want to make sure that I'm the best version of myself, which again, I know I'm never going to like achieve like best version of myself. And even going back to the podcast with, um, with other boys that we had on with Miguel and then with, um, leave your mark podcast, go check it out. guys. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking and we're like, um, was it Miguel one I was, wasn't on there? Yeah, you weren't on. You weren't okay. on. And Miguel was kind of like saying, like, you know, I'm kind of good. Like, I don't really need this. And I'm like, I feel like I can grow so much with a partner. I feel like I'm genuinely going to become a better person with this partner because I'm going to learn so much from them and, and pick mm-hmm. up on things that I don't pick up on myself. You feel me? Like, they'll point out certain things in my character that are like. Sure. That hey, maybe you, you wouldn't exa- think about. Exactly. They'll be like, hey, I, you need to. You need I agree. You need to I figure this out. I've and, learned so much being in being married and, and, you know, being in the relationship that I am with my wife right yeah. now that I would never have learned by myself, you know, and, but yeah, you know, I just think that also like to this, to the same extent, you know, I, I think a lot of people really should let things happen organically and don't force it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because everybody wants to force everything. That is such cliche advice, but mm-hmm. dude, like, Nowadays, like people don't want to be alone, and I get that. Go find some friends. Yeah, but the second you start forcing shit, it's just not. It's nothing's ever real, bro. And that's what that for that relationship, that previous relationship, really felt like. It was yeah. very forced. It was like we had to like work through every detail and every this and every mm-hmm. that. It was just like trying to bend metal every time, you know. And it was just like this does not feel like it's working out in any way, in any dimension we look at it, in any like. The way we try to go through it, it's just like every single time. It's just like your parents are still married, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Did they? Uh, do you think that there is something to be said about that and your ability to, you know, find a woman, uh, not living with divorced parents versus living with divorced parents? Like, do you feel like there that as an adult now you hold a certain sense of like? you understand what true love is and you understand what a marriage is because your parents have set that example for you. I think a hundred percent. Yeah. 100% because, um, you like through all the highs, through all the lows, they've still kind of stayed together. And I, they do a pretty good job of keeping their kind of shit separate. Yes. Yeah. In the sense of like, they're not gonna they're not gonna pin something on kids or like do something in front of I guess us growing up that was like what the hell is going on you know like mm-hmm. there were very few moments where I was like this was not okay like that was crazy we shouldn't we, that shouldn't happen again right. very few of those moments um and so kind of I feel like just like you said setting that ex- it like because we look up to these people I mean they're our parents mm-hmm. of course we're gonna look up to them we want something that they obviously are showing. And we're going to want to reflect that in the future. Like, it's right. like the ultimate form of teaching is just literally looking at somebody and like growing up in that environment. No one teaches a kid to talk. We don't sit there and be like, hey, you need to learn these. Like, you just pick up on that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's one of those things is that environment that you're raised in. You start to pick up on that and you start to see like, oh, so this is what a marriage like kind of works like. You know what I mean? Or this is what and this is how an argument should get resolved or whatever it is, you know. And so I feel like 100 percent. I feel like just having that. I, I guess what structure what or or you know mindset in place it just kind of it created something for me to gauge you know something to work off of there's certain things that I see that I'm like yeah, I'd probably change that I probably wouldn't do that in my future relationship or you know I'd, I'd probably take a different approach on this other thing right. but 
generally, I feel like, I mean, yeah, I feel like it definitely did provide that structure that was like... 40 to 50% of first marriages end in divorce. And that's what's scary, 60, bro. The divorce, six, second marriages are 60 to 67%. Quiet, that's crazy. That end in divorce. Yeah, sorry. Um, that's the, wild. And bro. so I feel like... so. The other, so the other, let me, let me finish with this then with the single thing. I'm just being very cautious about who it is that I want to spend the rest of my life with. Is there any, any players right now? Any people mm-hmm. that I'm like considering or whatever? Mm-hmm. Like if the thing is like, of course, so you always have ideas, right? You always, it's not like you're just like, I am a monk. I do not participate. Right. Like, you know, I'm just going to. I right, mean, of course. I mean, do you always... have any any interesting women in your life right now? So, yes, but I don't hang out with them on like a consistent basis. So sure. it's hard to like say if they're like you know in in my life or just like yeah. know of my or like you know are cool with me, but they're not like cool cool with me. You know what I mean? Like, we're would not... you ever make music with with like a would I out there? You think that would be cool, yeah, dude? That would be so sick. That would be, dude, that's one of my, that's one of those things I'm like, that, that's one of my things where I'm like, okay, obviously this is like, not like one of those things that are like an expectation, but that would be so dope. if we You could. don't think it'd ruin it for you? I feel like it would make it better. Like what if, what if she doesn't, you guys have different musical views in a sense of like what, like you're producing a song and she's like, nah, don't do that. That sounds like shit. And you're like, no, this is the way to go. <laughs> like, this is going to be the one. This is, this is the beat. Right here. This drop right here. She's like, no, no. Take it back two seconds. Drop it there. You're like, no. You see what I mean? That sounds like an opportunity to, to grow right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I, I, that's a great question. I f- Obviously, right now, I'm thinking in the best possible case scenario of like, oh, it's just going to be so great. We're going to just work on music all the time and da-da-da-da. But obviously, those moments are going to happen too where it's like, yeah, no, that one's not good. You should scrap that project. That project sucks. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? And so, yeah, no, I, I feel like that would be a super cool thing to have yeah. or a person. I but, agree. But I do, I, do you know what I do think, too? I just want to have a cheerleader that's on my team, bro. That's yeah. one of the biggest things. Is I want to have, have somebody that's just, that wants to, like, just like we want to see our friends do well as somebody that's, like, on my team who wants to see me do well. And, mm-hmm. it's like, and wants to, like, be a part of that. If it's not even like musically, it's just like being there, helping with different things, or right. just wanting to be there. You feel me? Like, there's people that are like, "Yeah, you need, yeah. A, you need a cheerleader, bro." Yeah, <clears throat> I want a cheerleader, dude. Somebody, somebody to root for you. You know, when you're up and when you're down. Need that. Need has that your has your perspective of music changed over the years <sighs> in a sense of, like, you know, kind of just how you first viewed that that vision? Has that changed? Over the years, 100%. or was it like the same from the get-go? In a sense of, you know, this is where I want to be. I think so. The vision, I, I guess, the vision hasn't changed, but the realization of it kind of has. In the sense of, like, obviously, with my first song, I was delusional. I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, dude, this is the craziest song ever written. I'm gonna drop this. It's gonna go crazy. We're gonna this. We're gonna that." Record labels are going to hit me up. You know what I mean? Like you had like these just silly ideas when you're sure. that young and just making music. And, you know, you have a good song, but to think that like just this first song is just going to blow you up. It's like, <laughs> no, it's not, you know, and so unattainable. Yeah, absolutely unattainable, unattainable. So um, over time, you know, I dropped the first, dropped the second, dropped the third, dropped the fourth. Now we're dropping the seventh one. Oh, by the way, on Friday, 
tune in for that. Let you go drops. Is it Friday. this Friday? This Friday. Okay, so it just dropped last Friday. By the oh, way. Okay, okay. There just dropped on Friday. Drop, this episode drop will drop on, on Monday. Sick. But um, over time, I feel like I just realized, like I'm just realizing more and more, like, um, what is it that I actually is it is it the f- like the fame or like you know the being well known? Is that really what I'm chasing with this music thing? Is it really like like the money? Is that what I'm chasing with this music thing? Like, what is it that I actually want? That was one of the biggest. That's like one of the biggest questions you can literally ask yourself: is what do I want? Because mm-hmm. I feel like I was pursuing a want of like, uh, for music aside for a second, like for history, it was like I need to get my bachelor's in history. That's what I want. Boom, achieve that. Okay, I need my master's in teaching to become a teacher. Achieve my master's in teaching. Boom, got that. Now it's like, okay, I got my job. Boom, okay, got right. that. Now it's like, what do I want? You feel me? Like you have to ask yourself those questions. Like, what is it actually that I want? Like, what is that thing that I'm actually pursuing? So for music, it was like I originally was like, I want the, I want the glory, I want the fame, I want the the big old house with the big old pool and mm-hmm. the production studio inside of it and the music videos and all this. That's what I wanted. And just over time, I'm like, I mean, I mean, that's cool or whatever. But like, at this point, what I want is just. I want to make good music that's unique that people enjoy. Mm-hmm. That's it. At this point, it's like, of course, I want to make it my full-time career. Of course, I want to make money off of it and make it my full-time gig. Of course, I want that. Right. But if I miss out on that, making something beautiful that people can enjoy, what does that look like, bro? Like, What does that step look like where you could step away from history, from teaching? Dude. You know, like how how... Do you need to make a, you know, what happens if you step away from doing that tomorrow and you just started full-time producing music? Um, I could, but the big, so, so there's no consistent income coming from that. I only make money when I drop music. So all that time that before I dropped the music, I'm not making anything. Then it kind of becomes like a job. Exactly. Does that scare you exactly. a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Because my friend, my friend was trying to do that. He was, he's a nurse, the producer buddy that I have, Dan. Mm-hmm. He's a nurse, full-time nurse or was. And, uh. He would, he's like, I'm going to take like a hiatus for like three months. I'm going to work like one month or one day a month or, so, or two days a month is like the minimum you sure, can work. Yeah. And so he like got on that schedule and he's like, I'm going to just make music, 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 music. And he's like, within like the first month or month and a half, he's like, it just became a job. And I stopped enjoying the process of like making the music because I was like trying to make this song so that it would blow up on this thing. Trying to make this song for this person that's going to use it on something else. Mm-hmm. Make this song for this other thing. And he's like, it kind of took, killed the joy and the creativity out of it. Like I just became like this robot that just re, just created music and recreated tracks and created tracks. You know, it stopped becoming like, stopped being that that beautiful creative experience. I want to talk about this. Yeah, I want to talk about this balance. Sure, dude, that's good. It's good because, you know, to some extent, I feel like you have to have that, bro. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like to some extent, I feel like you almost have to take that leap with certain things to grow. Yeah, and you know. What do they say that you need to put in? You need to put in ten thousand hours, hours into something before you could become a master at yeah. it. You know, yeah. metaphorical master, whatever right. that is. But I struggle with that a lot because I feel like, you know, it's such a grass is always greener catch twenty two thing. You make this leap and you do that. What do you gain from that? Mm-hmm. You, you, it almost like tests your want and your, you know, your true like. At heart, is this really what I want to yeah, do? Yeah, but also you have this this possibility of ruining it. Yeah, completely. 
I mean, I even feel like that with podcasting, bro. Mm-hmm. Like I have that same balance with this. Like this is, I've, uh, I definitely, this part, I fucking love right, it, bro. Right, right. I could see that if I had to do this, if I shot an episode a day, mm-hmm. that it might get monotonous or boring, but I'm trying to think how it would, because like every conversation I have with people, every Everything is different. Every yeah. experience is different. The conversation I'm having with you versus the guy I had last week is night and day. Yeah. You know, it's it's totally different every time. But at the same time, you know, that process of getting here and doing what I have to to build the audience that I have and get like making these reels every day, like yeah. that's grit, bro. It's that sucks. Hustle, not fun. Like, it's all. hard. It's super hard. Super hard. So does, you know. I mean, not to interrupt you, but we can keep going on that. Just that's such a, it's so tough for me, man. It's a hard balance to find, dude, especially with our day and age, just how powerful social media is. You have to use it. You have to. It's just such a powerful tool that if you would just leverage it correctly, you hop on that trend early enough, you do that little video early enough, it can, or just, you know, drop that thing or consistently enough or whatever it is, the algorithm will pick up on it and will push you. And it will literally create an audience for you. Like it will push those followers to your page and then they will follow your page as a result i mean you kind of experienced this a little bit recently as well Mm -hmm. and so it's just like you have to leverage that tool i mean it's that tool that you can use you know and so um it it, i the other thing is though i feel like it just depends on how how you do those things as well um obviously editing isn't fun you know mixing your the audio isn't the funnest thing in the world but it's just one part of the job that makes it interesting you why know? is that why is that part not fun because it's just like you're listening to the same like over and over again. little frequency like little five second snip of the song you're just cycling through it like a hundred times just to make sure that little frequency is on or off or ducked enough so it doesn't get annoying in the ears or whatever yeah. you know or that bass punches loud enough so you just have to listen to the bass line for does it like change throughout the song yeah like 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 for instance what i mean by sure. that is like the way that you hear the song does it change like after you know, like when you listen to a song over and over and over and over and over mm-hmm. again, and then you start to be like dislike it. Yeah, does that is that ever a problem when you're producing music where you go like, oh, I've listened to this song literally 500 times, and it almost sounds stupid now. We're <laughs> yeah, at dude. First, and then I have to like change it and come up with something fresh. 100%, like, do you ever 100%. wonder what that would have been like if you released the the first the version first of version? it after you didn't listen to it 500 times? Yeah, no, that's that's a huge that's a huge thing. That's why like certain guys literally make a career off of just releasing that first take and it can either go really bad or really good some mm. ways because some people are like this is raw this is ugly we don't like it it's not right. produced well it's the or it's like this is raw this is really beautiful because it's the first one and the fans love it like do you know do you remember xxx tentacion yeah yeah he was one of those guys who was like first take first thing i'm gonna just drop it and it'll be we'll see what happens mm. or lil wayne perfect example he doesn't yeah. write his lyrics he freestyles everything. Everything he's pretty much has out right now, none of it is written down. Or he doesn't even remember the lyrics. Like he's gonna go to perform somewhere. He has to look up his own <laughs> lyrics on his That's phone. Nuts, literally, dude, for real. Because he's just yeah, he's just freestyling. Jay Z, perfect example. Per, uh, Jay Z is one that like actually like writes it in his head and he can like memorize it in his head before he even goes. But Wayne will literally just hop on a mic, freestyle a verse. And then he has to like, oh, wait, what did I say? Let me, you know, like get his notes back and like really make sure he knows. So that's, I mean, that talk about 10,000 hours. That's, that's that 10,000 hour club. That's way up there. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But yeah, and so that's that's what's beautiful about that rawness as well, because it's coming straight from that situation, straight from that thing that you went through. That's how a lot of those songs are made. You know what I mean? Like yeah. whatever hit you're talking, you know, whatever hit you want to talk about, like it was some situation that that person probably went through and they just like came into the studio that day and something happened and the beat just aligned and this, this and that and boom, boom, boom. And there it is, you know, and so. That's the funnest part right there is yeah. that first take that you do. That is the most fun that you mm -hmm. have in music is having that song, taking that first take and just working with it. Obviously, I'm not at that level where I can just freestyle a whole like beautiful verse, you know, or, or just like even a melody. I can't just sing like a beautiful melody out the mm -hmm. get go. All I have to like take one take. OK, I like this part. I don't really like this part. Let's retake that part. OK, I like the second, third part. I don't really like the fourth. Part. You know what I mean? I just have to diagnose and like right. really get it to a point where I really like it. But. I'm getting better and better, obviously. And so it becomes more enjoyable, I feel like, as you continue to do it. How's the release of Callers going? No, definitely not as good as Lost to Sea. And so I had to, like, you know, I had to mentally prepare myself for that. Where Lost at Sea was, like, close to, like, 10K probably at this point. This one's close to, like, 2 or 1, 1. 1.5, somewhere Interesting. there. And so it's just, like, and again, it's just, like... I did feel you do like any of that promotion stuff, I did, stuff, yeah, though? yeah. I ran the promo, same, same budget, same everything. Mm. And... It's still early. We're only a week into this thing. Obviously, Lost to Sea had a two-month campaign, and so, and, but you know, we are, we're at three fifty on that one. Um, but we're I I don't think that it'll continue. It'll stay this flat. I think it will continue. It'll it'll pop up a little bit, but still, I just feel like stylistically, it's a little bit different. There's a different audience around callers than there is around Lost at Sea Stu people. I was gonna say students because that's all I say all day. <laughs> <laughs> my people, students, who, <laughs> my musical students, people who find Lost at Sea interesting might not necessarily find callers interesting yeah and so you just have to deal with that it's the listener's ear you know mm. you can't i really like callers i think oh, it's exciting. one of my best pieces i've ever written i think but, it is your best piece <laughs> ever, to be with you. but we'll see the other thing is like you can't you can't predict the results today that are gonna happen tomorrow you feel yeah. me like it's it could just it could go at some point somebody could see it somebody could post it and uh it could it could go i'm gonna put you in touch with some i got i got some other, another artist that, um I'm going to bring on Dude. like an artist podcast, but it seems to be that you guys all have interesting stories and interesting shit to say, but bro, get it. Absolutely. Um, we'll talk about him in a minute, but that would be dude. tight. That'd be tight. Yeah, dude. Put me in touch. Love, um, to, love to run it up. Dude. Um, thank you for coming on the show. Absolutely. Anytime. This was way too much fun. Every time. I am really excited to uh, get this mucus out of my, my freaking schnoz. It's driving me nuts. I'm sorry, I sound like a douche on the podcast the last two episodes, guys, but we'll get through it. Anyway, do me a favor, guys. Go to one Devs Coffee Bar. Go mm -hmm. to orderdevs.com, and you guys can use code FAILURE23 for free shipping on any one of our coffees across the United States. Um, you know, we have three blends, you guys. You're supporting me. That's That's a great way to support this podcast. I would greatly appreciate it. Also, on top of that, you guys can go on Spotify right now and type Mose in your search bar. M-O-S-A-E. -E. It'll come up with the E without yeah, the apostrophe, right? Yeah, don't even need the accent. Mose just dropped um, a song called Callers. You need to go listen to it right now. Please do. You have another one dropping uh, that Friday. just dropped Friday. Uh, yeah, sorry. Yep, yep, yep. Because yep. this episode is going to drop on the Monday. Yep. Go check that one out, too. I haven't heard it. I'm excited to hear Let it. Let go. Yeah, we'll, we'll stream it right now. Let's do it. Totally. Let's put it on here. 
Can we put it on here? Do you have it? Should we just throw it on? Oh yeah, it'll yeah. be out that by way, Friday. Okay, true. Yeah, let me let me hook it up. But we'll we'll do it on the end screen. Okay, yeah, let's do that. Hey, but so. thank you, man. Thank you for You're having welcome. me on. It's always so fun to be in here. It is fun. We just chop shop, dude. Just talk about life. And I I'm I'm just thankful, bro, to like be able to meet all these people that I have met within this process. You were one of those people. I don't have a lot of people that I'm you know like I feel like develop true friendships with. Sure. But you're definitely one of those dudes, man, Thank where you, I enjoy it every time. Same. And we'll keep doing it. We're going to keep doing it for sure. But yeah. also, where can people find your your gram? Yeah. Uh, at official mose, M-O-S-A-E. Official mose, M-O-S-A-E. We'll drop it in the description for you guys. Yeah, totally. Um, so that's me on TikTok and Instagram. Um, and then, yeah, mose on. I'm on Apple Music. I'm on Spotify. I'm on SoundCloud. I'm on Amazon Music, whatever other <laughs> platform you use. I'm on it. YouTube, on that tube. Check and, you out can, the, and you guys can find him too. Uh, you know, at most of your local schools teaching history. <laughs> yeah, most of them. Some. <laughs> no, yeah. So yeah, catch me on that flip. But yeah, yeah, thank you so much again. Appreciate you for real. All right, guys, do me a favor. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button, yes, and uh, we will see you on next week's episode. Appreciate you tuning in. Peace. Later.